GreatHomeLoan.com. But I've been banking at my bank since I was a little boy, and they do me right. You know what? Here's what I'd suggest. Go ahead and meet with them. Tell them if if you are looking to get a home loan or you have questions about a home loan. Uh, but then after that, go to IWantAGreatHomeLoan.com. It's not going to hurt to get couple of different perspectives on it right and then whichever works out best for you whichever you feel most comfortable with whichever you feel is going to spend the most time crafting your options based off your personal situation go that route now clearly i've got great confidence in based off my experience and so many others that you're going to have with i want a great otherwise i probably wouldn't tell you to do this but that being said, maybe you know, maybe you will find other options. And if so, go that route. But whatever you do, make sure that you at the very least find out your options with I want a great home loan.com. Because you do. We're gonna chat with Tom Martz coming up here in just a moment as we are at Scramblers, our Friday road show here until 9 o'clock. We'd love for you to come by and have breakfast with us right now. The latest news update. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. A man who was out on bond in a murder case is back behind bars after police say he assaulted his mother and girlfriend. Jacob DeJong was released on bond last year as he awaits trial for allegedly killing a 74-year-old man. He was booked and released last Friday after his mother in Billings claimed he choked her after she hid alcohol from him. Then on Monday, DeJong was arrested for allegedly kicking his pregnant girlfriend in the stomach. One of the three teenagers charged in a deadly drive-by shooting in downtown Springfield has a preliminary hearing set for January. 19-year-old Elijah Bedell was back in court yesterday, charged in the murder of Chavez Wynn. Two 17-year-olds are also charged in juvenile court. We'll continue to bring you the latest on this case. And tomorrow, Springfield's downtown Christmas parade gets started at 2 p.m. From Cutter 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks. Home improvements from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Mostly cloudy today. There's a slight chance of afternoon showers. High today of 61. Rain likely tonight down to 42. Partly sunny tomorrow, 51. Sunshine, 42 on Sunday. And guess what, everyone? It's Tom Arts. It is me. It is you. Volume's too high on the head. Oh, so yeah. See how you are. That's Darren Chappell. Darren Chappell guy. He's deaf. Is. We all are compared to you. <laughs> and your superpowers, your hearing. I think about all the times that I've said things at a, what I thought was a quiet level about you, knowing now that you were in earshot, that your hearing probably picked it all up. Well, that's probably not factually accurate if you ask my wife. Oh, selective. Uh, apparently so. I get that a lot. But e- you... e- either that or I have figured out a way where her the octave of her voice yeah. is not tuned to the perceptions of the depth of my mm-hmm. ear. And she could talk to me, and I'll just sit here looking at the computer, and she do you hear me? I went, huh? What? I get that, too. I, I, but I'm thinking, I, I'll be there, I'll be reading something, and I, then I'll hear, and I, I'll look up, and she'll be looking at me like I'm unreasonable because I was reading something. Like, you're the one that sees I'm engaged in something. You ask me a question, and then I've done something wrong because 
I don't magically know that you have decided while I'm engaged in something to, it's not like I'm ignoring you. I don't hear you. I, you know, and I've explained part of that probably comes from the fact that every Friday I have to do this show where I've, I've just had to learn to tune things out around me because otherwise it'd be impossible to read things, to have conversations and so forth. And it's like, if I don't hear it, what, what are you, you're the one that you're wrong. Well, now, the, now, by the way, that's not how the conversation goes out loud. Of course not. The one I that's really love is, is where I'm walking Sarah's out to really the kitchen. Me. This must be a woman thing. What's wrong with you women? What's wrong with you? Uh, a lot of them. As I walk out to the kitchen, she's walking into the front bedroom, and she'll say something while I'm in there. Now, there's a door, there's a hallway, there's a living room, there's a dining room, and then there's a kitchen between us. She doesn't raise her voice so I can hear her. Of course not. Meanwhile, I've turned, I've turned the water on. She knows what she's doing. And and I hear just enough of a mumble, and I'll turn the water off. Did you ask me? Well, and listen, I know everyone's different, but if I look over and my wife is engaged in reading something, I either wait till she's done, or if I do say something, if she doesn't hear me, I don't get upset at her. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just like I'm the one interrupting you. I, you know, it's perfectly reasonable that you don't hear me because you're engaged in. You know, I, but I guess it's just the difference between men being right, women being wrong. Have you have you ever? And I know there are some people in the in the audience who might be able to affiliate themselves with this you're on the phone with somebody but because of what you're doing you mute the phone that way they can't hear all the background Uh noise but you can hear them talking Mm -hmm. so they stop talking and without unmuting the phone you start talking to answer them and the next thing you know you hear did i lose you no, no, I haven't. App- done that. Apparently, I've lost you, and they hung up. <laughs> but what I have done is, you know, okay, you've got something going in the background. Let's put on mute so they don't hear it. And then all of a sudden, you realize nothing's being said. And you're like, oh crap! <laughs> do they? Are they? Do they say something to me? Is it my turn? <laughs> That's when I do the Chevy Chase move from Spies Like Us. There's a great movie that we could watch at Alamo. Have you seen yeah, Spies yes, Like Us? Yes, I have. That's, that that's, one I really yeah, enjoy. Yeah, yeah. That we should put. Up, I'm going to make a, a Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I would love to see that in the theater. I think you I'm ought gonna, to. I think you what? ought to do the one with yeah, Daily Wire. Oh, the new one. Yeah, the, the new one. Um, uh, the one where men are competing in yeah, women's sports. Yeah. Um, I haven't. I haven't seen it. yet. Have you seen it? No. Yeah. But uh, so I do have Close Encounters Third Kind on my my um, wish list of movies to do private showings of at Alamo Draft House, like we did The Burbs. But um, Spies Like Us, and there's the scene where I think he works for, he's a spokesperson for the State Department, Chevy Chase, and somebody asks him a question that he doesn't either know the answer to or want to answer. So he's he's pretending the mic is cutting out. He's talking, and he's tapping it, you know, and then like oh conference is over that's what i do we got tom arts with us uh did i do news i don't even remember i don't know yeah no i did do news okay let's go to traffic then and we'll continue on live from scramblers i'm nick reed 
Sarah Myers, everyone. Thank you. Well, hey, I want to read some reviews for my friends down there in Monette. Quick draw gun. Brandon said, great customer service. The owner cares about his products and his customers 110%. Very friendly staff. Michelle wrote, great place, great service, and great people that work there. And Leah said, very helpful and knowledgeable. Thank you for your time and attention. I'm confident I made the right purchase, and I will be back. Now, the reason I wanted to read those reviews is because I talk constantly about just how knowledgeable and friendly the staff is down there at Quick Draw Gun. So I just wanted to back up my claims there, but they truly are. And I went down there and I purchased my first firearm. I was kind of intimidated. I had a lot of questions. I obviously had never done that before. And Brad and his team, they were just, they were amazing to work with. They answered all my questions. They helped me narrow down my options and I couldn't be happier with my purchase. So if you are looking for a reputable gun shop, maybe you're going to do some Christmas shopping. I highly recommend that you take a trip down there to Monette quick draw gun now you can find all of the contact information shop hours the actual address all of that information is going to be housed under the sarah's endorsements tab at ksgf.com tom arts everyone See, right after that endorsement you need to do the let's go brandon <laughs> choo, 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 choo. today's date 1775 benedict arnold and richard montgomery lead an american force in the siege of quebec the Americans hope to capture the city and win, win support for the American cause. If you're looking for support, the last thing you want to do is invade somebody's city to try to get it. Today's date, 1942, the architect and engineer Albert Kahn, known as the man who built Detroit, dies at his home there he was 73 years old. President Lincoln offers his conciliatory plan for reunification of the nation with his proclamation of amnesty and reconstruction. By this point in the war, it was clear that Lincoln needed to make some preliminary plans for post-war reconstruction. Sad day in the music world because singer John Lennon is shot and killed by Mark David Chapman outside his apartment building in New York City. After committing the murder, Chapman waited calmly outside reading a copy of The Catcher in the Rye. I wonder if the FBI had anything to do with the shooting. Anymore. Never can tell. Yeah. The North American Free Trade Agreement is signed into law by President Bill Clinton. Clinton said he hoped the agreement would encourage other nations to work towards a broader world trade pact. A summit meeting in Washington, D.C., President Ronald Reagan and Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev signed the first treaty between the two superpowers to reduce their massive nuclear arsenals. Meryl Streep in 1982 starred in Sophie's Choice. James Thurber, a humorist, is born in Columbus, Ohio. He was about seven years old when he lost an eye in an accident while playing with his brothers. I, I wonder if they shot him in the eye with a radio flyer BB gun. It's probably lawn darts. Maybe. They are dangerous. Jeanette Rankin. Do you recognize the name? No. 
on today's date, Montana State Representative Jeanette Rankin, the first woman elected to Congress and a dedicated lifelong pacifist, cast the sole congressional vote against World War II. Mm-hmm. Which is where we get the aspect of the Arante rule when we do our Lock and Smith Legislative Committee. I haven't heard that name things. in a while. I haven't seen John Arante. In I haven't either. I haven't, heard, I haven't heard anything about him. President Nixon says that the Vietnam War is coming to a conclusion. Thankfully, this record still holds. It was very close this year to be getting, getting obliterated. But the Chicago Bears beat the Washington Redskins. Wow. Yes, they were the Redskins. 73 to nothing in an NFL championship game. Operation Tiger Hound is launched. The heaviest raids of the war, 150 U.S. Air Force and Navy planes launch Operation Tiger Hound to indict Ho Chi Minh Trail in the lower portion of the Laotian Panhandle from Route 9 west of the demilitarized zone. And on this day, as America's Pacific Fleet lay in ruins at Pearl Harbor, President Franklin Roosevelt requests and receives a declaration of war against Japan. And I do have a, a another one, but it's from a couple days ago. But also on today's date, now this had been happening for some time, but on this day is when the special review was ordered. The Washington Post in November of 2011 revealed that the Dover Air Force Base had been disposing of military remains in a Virginia landfill, but did not know how many remains were involved. The newspaper discovered the data from the U.S. Air Force revealed that between 04 and 08, 274 military personnel remains had been taken to a landfill after cremation. The newspaper also stated that another 1,762 remains had been disposed of in the same manner but could not be identified because they were too damaged. U.S. Defense Secretary Leon Panetta ordered a special review after news of this was released. Now, there, I would imagine there was a reason that they were dumped in the landfill, as in they either had no living relatives or nobody came to claim them. But if you're... Right. I mean, yeah, a no, landfill? Come I, on. I know. Yeah. I mean, there's always a reason. Yeah. At some point, no one was... Because someone clearly, whatever the reason... Uh, I suppose this is what the investigation was supposed to uncover. Who knows if it did. But someone at some point clearly was in a position where, like, what do we do with these remains? And then either that person decided or someone else decided, put them in a landfill. Classy. Hey, where's Grandpa? Well, Sonny, I think he Uh, may be at the uh, Virginia landfill. Some of the things government does. Confucius gives us our quote of the day. It does not matter how slowly you go, as long as you do not stop. Well, all right. Kind of like the rabbit in the hair. Mm-hmm. Also, a, a, always... a, a, a very, very sentimental day in history that we missed. Not yesterday, but yesterday was sentimental as well. But December the 5th. 
should be another day of infamy because that is the day that the 18th Amendment was repealed. The day that prohibition was officially ended. Which it's shocking. And it may be one of the very few instances in which people in government recognize that a decision they made did not work and undid it instead of doubling down. Well, Because wh- usually that's the response. When government does something they're like, oh, we're going to stop this or ban this or, or add this. And when it, it doesn't work, they're like, oh, well, we need to do more of it. What's even more interesting is actually the history of how the 18th Amendment came about in following the different groups as they worked at the local level, the county level, then the state level to get a law passed that would prevent the sales of alcohol within certain political uh, subdivisions and jurisdictions. And then from there, you know, basically the... The Congress overrode, I think it's called the Volstead Act, where it was vetoed, and then Congress came along and overrode it, and then that eventually led to the the 18th Amendment, of which it was it was the first it was the first amendment that was ever in its writing. It was given a time limit of how long it was allowed okay. to go through the system, which I think was seven years. The, the 18th Amendment basically passed in like 13 months. And then from there, we ended up with the NASCAR. Its birth, they always say, is because of the moonshiners running the prohibited source of income for them from place to place. And that's how NASCAR got its start. Well, usually the banning of something creates a new economy. I mean, it does. New industry, new economy. And now what some may argue that that's not a reason not to make it illegal. But I have learned making something illegal does not stop it from happening. Right. It just doesn't. If that's your goal of making something. See, there's different reasons to make things illegal. Like, for example, some would argue, well, um, well, by that rationale, then you, murder shouldn't be illegal because it doesn't stop it. Yes, but we also use... Punishment as a, a what I say is a, a reflection of society's respect for the victim. So, you you know, murdering is wrong. We don't want people to do it, and so we make it wrong and punish people in a way that is supposed to reflect. Now, it doesn't always. You hear people murder someone and they get twenty, you know, twenty to life. No, it should be life. You took a life, you should spend life. Um, but then there are certain laws that are put in place for the sole purpose of stopping people from doing it, and those don't seem to work. Well, what it didn't it didn't a guy up in St. Louis only get like four years for murdering that dude on camera? Probably. I it, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. People have been sentenced to less than that for murder. We've got Tom Arts with us as we continue on the Friday Road Show from Scramblers. I'm Nick Reed. A couple moments. We'll continue on with. Tom Arts, I want to remind you that as we do every year, we have an American Christmas narrated by Chip Davis, man, I'm Steamroller, and that will be, as it is every year, beginning at noon on Christmas Eve all the way through Christmas Day, and it's even if it's just background uh, for you to have great Christmas music and, of course, really interesting, uh, I think, 
historical, oftentimes information about Christmas that, that's uh, uh, you know narrated by Chip Davis. A lot of times, you know about different types of Santa across the world, especially in uh, some areas of Europe where it's quite dark and macabre, and and it's. Um, I find those things really interesting, and that's what you get woven in with all of the music. And so that is, again, going to be coming up as it does every year on Christmas Eve all the way through Christmas Day. And that is sponsored by our incredible friends at ABC Books and Top of the Rock, Ozarks Heritage Preserve. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. First alert forecast sponsored by Wolfpack Cleaners. Your residential and commercial cleaning professionals, I can personally attest, they do an absolutely incredible job. Good people. From Color 10 Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt, mostly cloudy with a slight chance of afternoon showers, a high of 61. Rain likely tonight, 42. Tomorrow, partly sunny, 51. And Sunday, sunshine with a high of 42. It's Tom Arns. Aged limited out associate court justice scott sifferman is being inducted into the missouri sports hall of fame next year oh for would you like to hear his accomplishments i would okay he has national six national championships 16 I mean, national what? hang on oh 16 national podium finishes 15 Missouri State Championships, 77 state Mm. championships in seven different states, three national records, a handful of state records, a world record, two national omnibus championships, and about 30 course records and at least 300 total road and time trial wins. The man man is a peddling fiend. Oh, okay. In order for me to keep up with this guy, me at 60 and him at 75, I need a 30-mile-an-hour tailwind while he's fighting a 15-mile-an-hour headwind, and it would be close. Okay. I, I would like to tell people I've ridden with him at certain rides, but that wouldn't actually be true. I was at the same starting point where he was at. But when they said, let's ride, that was the last I saw of him. That was it. That was it. <laughs> the, the joke is, while he's not hearing court cases, that he has a trainer bike set up in his judges' chambers. Maybe under the bench and, he actually has a, a stationary. That, that's very possible. But for the age of this gentleman and as fast as he can pedal, it's just obscene that somebody can ride that fast oh, okay. at that age. Well, it's, it's quite the accomplishments. But it also is a little annoying that the state has adopted a mechanism by which just because you have achieved a certain age, which would be age discrimination, I believe, that you are removed from the bench and you can no longer practice well, given, being the judge. given That would be like telling Lily here that because he's over 70, he can no longer be a doctor. Never. <laughs> Dr. John Lilly, everyone. <laughs> Yay. Uh, well, given the other, if you want to call them offenses, that are not automatically considered removable offenses of somebody on the bench, the fact that age is one of, you know, 
that's just I don't know. I, I think that if I had to pick, there would be something else other than age that would be the automatic removal. Yeah, because I mean, reason there. I guess there's got to be a. I mean, if Bob Holden can be a judge, basically letting people go for murder, and no one does anything about it, nor do they get rid of him, to think that this gentleman gets removed simply because he's achieved the golden age of whatever it is that the state of Missouri has determined you can no longer be a judge for. You could still absolutely ridiculous. You could still outride the most athletic people on bikes but if if i'm not mistaken he was a, a few years ago he was hit by a deer oh while he was riding bike it cracked a couple ribs punctured a lung did some pretty severe damage so for people to think that bicycling is a safe sport no you can get wiped out by deer you can get wiped out by cars you could actually get wiped out by a squirrel well sure i could see it because I had one, we were on a ride, and I was descending downhill, and it jumped straight up in the air. Because I guess it didn't hear me coming, nor did I re- announce that I was coming. Mm-hmm. So as I, as my front tire got to him, it jumped straight up in the air, and he came down and planted himself on my left leg and dug his claws in. And, yeah, I bit my tongue. I did everything. I knew I was just absolutely. Was anyone then, else then he, there Then to he see jumped it? off, so. Was anyone else there? Yeah, I had quite a few people behind me. Man, what a show. (laughs) What an absolute. Did they? So they saw it? They They saw it, but no one had a a, a camera going. Just to be able to see that. And to think the squirrels don't have sharp claws, I am a testament that they do. Well, they crawl up those trees. I mean, they got to. They're like little cat talons. Yeah, I imagine that they are. There was, uh, so our dog, she'll go out in the backyard if there's a squirrel. And and our trees, though we've lost a a couple over the last several years, but they're all close enough that squirrels can traipse across our our front and backyard all around it from tree to tree without hitting the ground. And when that happens, and they they tease the dog. They know what they're, you know, they'll go from one to the other as she barks and, and chases. And one day, and unfortunately I was the only one that was out there, one fell out of the tree, landed on her back, and rodeoed. It was eight seconds, I kid you not. The dog did not know what to do. The squirrel did not know what to do. It was just pandemonium for a good eight seconds before the squirrel took off, jumped off, and I was like, nobody saw that. That was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. But it was, alas, only me and my memory and the story to share. Yes, yeah, these squirrels did. Now they come in our backyard all the time. But when we had Ruby, there was no squirrel who was coming into see, our backyard. I, I, I feed. I'm a bird feeder. And well, we and go to the so, same place for our bird. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, and uh, and I also do peanuts primarily for blue jays. I like Blue Jays. Growing up, my granddad hated Blue Jays. He would always complain about the Blue Jays. He'd get a little pellet gun and the squirrels, too. But I, I love Blue Jays. And um, and so I've got one of those I got from Wild Birds Unlimited. Um, one of the it's sort of uh, looks like a wreath. Mm-hmm. It's a coil. And you, and you put the peanuts in there and it allows them to pull them out. And the squirrels get at that. And so I've got to the point. I buy corn, too. I just feed the squirrels. Buy a squirrel baffle. 
Um, you know, I had one, and then something happened with it to where it, it got. See, we bought their we bought their pole systems too. Oh yeah, I've got a couple of those. So, I, and I do have like the bronze sort of that. Uh, what would you call it? The that you would put above it, but the mechanism with the nut and bolt that it, it got lost. Something had, it fell apart. You know they spin over time, and I was never able to find it. So I just need to find a replacement for it. But yeah, I've got a decent setup. See, we've got a we've got a peanut feeder out in the front yard, but it's a it's a flat, and I put roasted peanuts on it. We've got crows. But some of these crows that come down to sit on this peanut feeder are the size of our cat. They're oh, yeah, they not tiny ones. birds. They're huge. And I have. And the funny thing is, is to watch the blue jays try to come in, mm. and they try to grab a peanut on a flyby because um, they don't dare right, stop while right. the crow is sitting on the the feeder. I don't like it though, and like the the crackles and I, I and I, I try to be understanding their birds too and then i'm like clearly yeah, but they're I'm an invasive species well, or invasive or okay however are they yes. well good i'm glad to know they were now. imported from uh, europe well of like course that. that's right uh, yeah i think i think you're right because we had uh we had uh, on our back porch they had built a nest between our the cover and for some reason, when they ran uh, power out to our garage, that's where the power lines go. Mm-hmm. So they basically, they built a nest over top of the power lines. One day I went to go flip the switch on to go out to the garage, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden sparks started flying out of the outlet. Well, come to find out when they built this great big huge nest up there, it was about four and a half foot long from one end of the, the cover to the other. They had gotten down in and cracked all the 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 coating on the wire oh okay so when i flipped the switch at that one point in time it just raw it was the fourth of july in my back room <laughs> north tom arts continuing on the friday road show here at scramblers i'm nick reed Hey, let's talk tax credit commission. Okay. For low-income housing. Uh, And it appears that there are four state officers on the commission. There is the governor, the lieutenant governor, the attorney general, and the state treasurer. Of course, the governor gets to appoint other seven members. And wouldn't you know that the companies who benefit the most from these tax credits all donate campaign funds? No, now stop, Tom. I mean, are are we are we not constitutionally not supposed to take bribes? And if you're donating to a political campaign under the auspices of, well, I'm not really asking for anything. No, 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 no. I just want you to get elected because I really appreciate your service. I just like how two tax hike mics are on this thing. (laughs) Kehoe and and Parson. Now, is this the commission that that decides the winners and losers? Is this what companies they they build? And and this is also, uh, in my belief... um, and correct me if I'm wrong, probably what ultimately doomed Greitens. Because yeah, this because he got he, rid of it. He got rid of it, and that's when they really came out after him. And, and that isn't to say the things, and uh, not to get too deep into this, but um, it isn't to say that 
the things he was accused of doing he didn't do, but that also isn't to say that that it wasn't used for the purposes of getting him out, if that makes sense. And I, I, you know, I, that's... I, yeah, I you, think could, that was you could almost say that Eric Greitens was Donald Trump before Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> In a political sense. Right. But the approximately $1 of every $6 in tax credits awarded since the start of 2018, because that's when they got started again, because Greitens brought them to an end, has gone to has did. gone to five developers: JES Holdings, which is owned by Jeffrey E. Smith of Columbia, Mako Management Company of Clarkton. They do not say who owns that. McCormick Baron Salazar of St. Louis, Gardner Capital of St. Louis. Which I wonder if it's the same Gardner that might be a Kim Gardner type. Funneling, surely not. And I, I can't imagine her being connected to anything. Oh, 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 oh. I can't imagine Kim Gardner being connected to anything as successful as some sort of. <laughs> well, are you actually successful if the way you're developing and building is through tax credits? Well, sure. Hey, listen. I mean, John I, I Hammonds was a classic I, example listen, of a guy who I, I don't blame built them. an empire. I, I do not blame them at all. I mean, I, if I'm running a business and I, you know, and, and I build these infrastructures and I live in a state that has a, what I would call a corrupt system where you have a bunch of politicians that get to decide who pays less taxes than everyone else. Um, and, and and part of the system is you donate and support those people, and you got. I'm gonna. I'm like, hey, don't hate the player, hate the game. So I don't blame them for being involved in it. It's the system and the people who keep that system in place, and like you said, arguably get campaign donations because of that system. Well, there are 83 applications requesting a grand total of 772 million in federal. And five hundred and forty million in state tax credits. The commission only has a hundred and seventy million in federal credits and a hundred and nineteen in state tax credits to distribute. Here's a question I have that's not ultimately relevant, but it just struck me. As we talk about and I've from the very beginning believed that it was Greitens eliminating this corrupt process that was the beginning of the decision to utilize any of his behaviors to get him out i wonder if if i've i've always argued that that was the right thing to do what he did is to get rid of that but i've never really thought too much about why he did it <laughs> Well, I mean, I wonder, is it because he really ideologically believed that was wrong? Or did he, these were people that were big, they didn't like him, they, and he thought, I'll show you. Now, it's, you know, it's still, it was, it's good to get rid of those things. It was good to get rid of them, regardless of the motivation. But I, I wonder if, if his motivations in getting rid of those were pure, or if they were political as well. They, they may have been, but yeah. one of the things that people also don't understand is this tax credit system is actually, it's a Ponzi scheme because these tax credits are sold in order to generate revenue to build these, uh, whatever they're building, yeah. 
to other people who Low owe taxes housing. so they can decrease the amount of taxation that is owed in yeah. in the funneling of the system. I I would find it and I know this is easy to discover and it sounds as if you probably to some degree already have I would find it very very unlikely that anyone would benefit from that system who isn't a relatively significant donor to elected officials in other words somebody that like has nothing to do with politics they're never donating money um, unless it was done just in a token fashion but I, I find it very hard to believe that that is a system that is exists because of purchasing influence and and like I said I don't it's legal I do not in any way shape or form I mean to me it is no more wrong for those companies to participate in that than it is for me to get a uh, lower income tax rate because I have a child at home or because I, you know, that's what we do. The system is set up in order to manipulate our behavior and to say, well, we'll let you keep more of your money if you do this. We'll let you keep more of your money if you do that. And we all, we all do it. So I don't condemn them for participating in it. Um, it's just the system's wrong, and the elected officials who benefit from that system and and keep it in place for that reason, they're wrong. And and just in case Bob Sweary is listening, <laughs> yeah, I'll also let him know that Jay Nixon, Democrat governor mm -hmm. of the state of Missouri before the Republicans took over, and the Democrats who were in the state legislative body before the Republicans took over, also accepted campaign contributions sure. from these same companies for these well, same I'm sure tax that's credits. different. Have you ever have you ever uh, been honored to be on his sign? I have not. I don't think. Although Carl Wyatt has, though. Yeah. So for people that don't know, Kyle he's Wyatt's a, a local legend. Yeah, now. For people, <laughs> for people who don't know, Sweary is he's a left wing. He's attorney, and his offices are there on national just south of st louis correct and i know burleson's i've seen him on there and i was it you sarah sent me some kyle wyatt somehow i knew yeah he was on it I, how am i not i must not be doing a very good job i, 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 I don't think either. i've ever been on there but then again i was working my hardest to get the lock and smith foundation listed on the southern poverty's law center <laughs> list <laughs> but no matter what i did i could never achieve yeah. that level of greatness so I'm just a small fry in the uh, yeah the vat. You know his sign was vi vandalized. Oh, was it? Yeah, it's spray painted. I don't know what it in says. The very front of it, yeah. yeah. Oh. I don't know what it says, but it's bad. in black spray paint. It has something still? to do with yeah. It has something to do with the child court system. Yeah, I oh. never get stopped to where I can actually read it, but yeah, somebody vandalized it. Mm. And there's always trash in his yard too. Well. <laughs> And he's been he's been uh, that could just be him. He's been know. advertising for somebody he, to lease one of the rooms in his oh, office thing fun. forever. Oh, maybe you should for your constitute. Maybe you should rent it for some. <laughs> uh, you know, I actually he ran for was it city council? He ran for something at one point because I I'm, he came in studio and record. It was all. It was How for did podcast. he not get elected? It may not have been city council. I know. I'm, I, I'm almost positive you ran for something, and he was in studio and did an interview with him for podcast. Was this before the Democrats really went hardcore left, and maybe they thought he was uh, too far left for them? 
Yeah, maybe. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah, rent the one. He Airbnb it. They have a birthday party there. More with Tom March from Scramblers in just a moment. I'm Nick Reed. All right, I found where he, he Bob Sweary ran for. Um, he ran against Crystal Quaid in 2016 in the Democrat primary, and she um, beat him 63 to 36 percent of the vote. Well, and Crystal then, Quaid was actually presenting herself more as a moderate to conservative leaning Democrat at that point in time. And to think if he had won and he if he were in that position, then um, we may not have seen in that in the District 132 a black man thrown off the ballot. And, and, and to think he may, he might be my state representative now. I know. Thank goodness we got old Crystal Quaid in there. I mean, I've, I've got throwing Crystal, black people off the ballot, doing what she can to anyway. I've got Crystal Quaid and Lincoln Huff. I've hit the landslide of the political party. Boy, haven't you though? <laughs> One and the same. <laughs> One and the same. That's for sure. We got sixty seconds if you had any. Hey, I'm going to yeah. share some real quick, okay. quick Christmas cheer for you. Okay. A couple weeks ago, I was on the south end of town. The wife asked me to stop by Hyvie. So I stopped by Hy-Vee, I come up, I ring everything up in the self-checkout, $68, I reach into my pocket, oh, I've got nothing. Gone, yeah. I reach in my other pocket, I've got nothing, and I told lady at the front, I said, you're not going to believe this, but my wallet's at the house. Another lady, who I have no idea who she is, she came over, put her card oh. in my machine, paid for my $68 of groceries, told me to have a Merry Christmas, but because of her, I don't know who she is, I am going to double my child donation hey, for the, oh, the kids Santa's that are hanging angels. from Christmas oh, trees. Thank you so much for that. At Look at locations. that. Look at that. that card so was, thank you, whoever yeah, you were, if you're a listener. That card was probably stolen. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Not to crap. No, that's a wonderful story. And thank you, Tom Martz. Appreciate it greatly. Another hour ahead live from Scramblers. I'm Nick Reed. Merry Christmas from 